When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Conduits of Trouble is back. It's Zolgad. It's Scoggins. It's the excitement of the podcast that uh, you wait for every single week, I'm sure. Uh, boy, talk about excitement, Chip Scoggins. The last uh, couple weeks... If you are a uh, sports talk host, if you're a sports columnist, if you're whatever you are in this town evolving sports, not a dull moment. No, and this is, uh, I wrote this for a column this week that this feels like a new era of sports management in this town. And it is, because you have new guys, but it, it it's a radical departure from what we've seen in the past where the Twins are outbidding teams, they're giving up prospects, yep. top prospects, not just, and, and a you know, or Kenta Maeda. Yeah, and we we saw what Billy Guerin did with um, with Zucker. I mean, we saw that under Fenton last year, where he jettisoned some of those core guys. Um, but the word I use, like with with these, with what the Twins, Wolves, and, and Wild have done, is unemotional. Because you know Zucker is pillar in the community, does a gr- lot of great stuff. Um, very well liked, but Garen made a, a deal that would, if you look at it, it, looks like a clear win to me for the Wild. It's what they needed. Well, I, it, now, now if Zucker goes there and plays well for Pittsburgh, it's, it's a win for them too. Sides. Yeah, I don't know if it's a clear win, but it, it's a good deal for the Wild. That's it's the what best. I mean. de- it, it's the best thing for them. Yes, how about that? And I think it's a clear win for the the Wolves because you get rid of a, a guy. You know, we know that, right? Yep. Um And then the Twins. I know people hate. Giving up Gratterall, and it's it's not obviously something you want to do. Give up a prospect that throws over a hundred. Yep. But if you're in win now mode to get, they need somewhat. They need help in the rotation more than they need a hard throwing uh, reliever right now. Now, five years from now, it might be different. We may look back and say, Eesh, that, <laughs> they lost that one. But for right now, this feels like they did what they they had to do, and so. All those deals felt unemotional that they, you know, they weren't in holding on to Gratterall because of what he might be, or because Zucker's a really good guy and he's been here eight years or whatever it was, or mm-hmm. a pro, you know a prospect or or a draft pick or whatever. So those guys looked at it and said, "We're not indebted to anyone here, so we're making these deals." Absolutely. Let's start uh, with the Wolves, because I will say this. I, I have no idea if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to turn Cat around and and um, cause Cat. I mean, it's going to short-term cause him to be happier than he was, but you can't be much unhappier than he was a couple weeks back. But what I like about what the Wolves did, if nothing else, Chip, and this is a pathetic thing to say, but it's how I feel, is it makes them interesting to watch. Well, yeah. 
You know, I you go from a month ago, you'd gotten to the point of why should I even turn on the Wolves game? Yes. To now, oh, I'll watch it, and I think they'll be fun. I don't think they'll play defense. Mm-hmm. But this isn't – it. I don't even know that this is a step towards success for sure. It's just a step towards, oh, I'll go to games now and watch games because I'm curious to see how Russell, Towns, and to a, you know another extent, the rest of the roster now plays around them. Yeah, well, I think it does help. I mean, they, they implemented a system that, that – you know, you're going to shoot a ton of three-pointers. They had no shooters. Well, at least now you have shooters, right? So it's a step in that direction. But until they figure out the defense, they're just going to spin in their wheels. I mean, you can't continue to be that bad defensively and think you're going anywhere. But at least now they have guys that can shoot the ball in a system that, you know, emphasizes shooting three-pointers. So I think it helps in that regard. And remember, the last time we did a podcast, was this before the trade or after? But we were talking about, uh, keep an eye on Cat. This doesn't feel right. It was right before. Yeah. yeah. Last Whenever time you did, said it, it's like this something before. here just yeah, does not feel, feel right. Yeah. And so if you believe that he's, you know, your 10-year guy and you're building around him, this is a big step towards that because he's been nothing but gush and praise and how much he loves D'Lo and he's he's happy now. So he's got his guy. And so I think he's – I don't know if the, the organization was ever out of good graces with Cap but it sort of felt like he was trending towards, man, what is going on here? It didn't feel like he was on board with the plan that was built around him. No, not with the players. Yeah. I think he likes to sit the scheme, but he didn't like. No, but I mean, he's, you know, but it's sort of like Gerson. If I was to choose outside of Glenn Taylor, the pecking order of the franchise, it's, you know, Gerson, Ryan Saunders, and then Cat. And mm-hmm. it felt like Cat was the, was another wheel. Uh, and then he was like, oh, but I don't know if I want to be. And that's where I got concerned. Yeah. And, and I don't. I am curious now with Russell here as buddy, how he reacts long-term as well. And Who, Russell? Uh, no, Cat. To Russell being here? To, well, no, just, just to the whole culture now. Like, he's being given. Win. Now they got to win. Everything he wants. Right, but, like, is he going to be a part of that? Are they going, is he going to start to play defense? You know, he, there's no law yeah. that says he can't play defense. Well, that's the thing. It's like, hey, you got your buddy. You got more shooters now. Now it's your turn. Yeah. Now it's your turn to, to become a more complete player because as as I mean he's you know, he's unique offensively and everybody knows that. But he's bad defensively. He's a bad defensive player. Right. But and, he doesn't and, have to. And I don't think it's I don't think it's he has to be bad. I think he's just not choosing to be good. He's not doing the things he needs. I don't know if he's ever gonna be you know, a top 10 defensive player, but he's not, shouldn't be this bad. He doesn't apply himself right now. Correct. And so, and that's the other thing is like, Russell's never going to be a, you know, a shutdown guy. I mean, he's a scorer and he has his liabilities too, but both of those guys, they have, I mean, they got what they wanted and now they have to, it's probably going to be something they have to do in the summer, like commit themselves because I don't think you can just flip a light switch and all of a sudden become a good defensive right. player, something you have to really study and work at. But it's also, I think Gerson is obviously going to have to make more changes. And he will. Some of these guys won't be here next year. This was just. Well, he just flipped the whole roster once. I know. Why don't do it not again? Not try it again. Yeah. But it's, this does give them a chance to look at a lot of these guys and say, are they part of it or are they not part of it? Right. Where do you stand, too, on this iteration of the rebuilding for the Wolves because I've become so jaded towards it. Like, people were, be, were saying, oh, this is great. They got Russell now, and it's going to... I said, okay, but we went through this with, you know, yeah, Jimmy Butler came here, and we all thought it was going to be great. There have been so many times where we thought, oh, this is the turning point, and it's not. 
Yeah. That it's it, it's impossible for me to sit here now and be like, well, this is the turning point. No, I, they need more. The roster needs more work, obviously. Um, if they don't make dramatic improvements defensively, it's like you're just going to be a team that scores a lot of points and loses against good teams. It's the Toronto game. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, was at it's least, it's fun it, to watch. Again, this is a pathetic statement. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun to watch, but at some point you got to start winning. And that's that's the thing long term with like with Cat and Russell are like, this is great and all that you're with your buddy, but if you're not winning and you're out of the playoffs, it's like, well, who cares? Well, then they're both going to become unhappy as well. Exactly. That, that's my. That's the other thing that we sort of got a glimpse of is no matter how much you involve a guy like Carl and be like, you're part of this process, we're going to talk to you about things. And yeah. They still quickly turn if if you don't win. Yeah, because they get which sick. Which is also on him, by the way. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean. They that's, lost 17 consecutive games with him on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not enough of them say, well, point the finger elsewhere. Hey, you're the superstar. You know, you need to pick it up. Right. And so he needs to get better defensively. They need to get, you know, whatever it is, toughness or whatever that, and some of these guys maybe that they brought in, I mean, there's so many, was it eight or nine new guys? We'll uh, they turned over, I think it was eight, and then I think they turned over eight on each side. I think they brought in eight new guys yeah. and got rid of eight guys. If I'm not, I might yeah. be wrong. And so we'll see how many of those guys stick, but they still need to, I mean, that's part of the deal is figuring out how they get better defensively. Because I think they got some shooters now. They'll have scoring yes. between Cat and Russell and, Beasley. Beasley. The Beasley, I mean, Beasley can shoot. Then I want to sure. see Beasley for the rest of the season and so kind of see what. Saturday night against the Clippers, they killed the Clippers, and everyone's like, oh, it's unbelievable. It's it, like, just, okay. Well, yeah. It's, if I'm not mistaken, Mike James got off to a really good start. Yeah, I mean, that that was, a, I don't know if it's predictable that you'd make 26 threes and, and right. come, but you had a feeling that they. they were one shy of the NBA record for a single game, the Rockets. <laughs> you knew the emotion of everything was right. going to be probably in their favor um, without Russell, you know. So, yeah, I, I like what they did because. We were, were you at the Hawks game, too, that night? No, no. I mean, I, and granted, they were playing shorthanded, go, but no. that was about as low as I think I've ever seen. Those guys didn't want to know part of that. I mean, their effort, the, the focus, this, that thing was going nowhere fast. And so, um, at least now you you feel like, at least they can take a look at some different guys. And you know. and I was really bothered after the Hawks game by how Cat reacted. Yeah, I know. Which, again, was sort of this, I'm not part of this this losing it's like no you are an integral part of the losing yeah and you're expected to be part of the winning if and when you win and that's what he said he said he's frustrated and he's been losing a lot and he's tired of it and it's like well do something about it right <laughs> right you are you're, and you're empowered play some defense and you're empowered to do that and he was it's not like you're the eighth guy off the bench and he was disinterested as i'll get out in that oh, yeah. in that in that hawks game and it was, and, an, it was not excusable yeah like the law okay you lost to a bad but team. the effort but yeah, you've got to at least try. Do you? Th- what is your expectation now of Wiggy in Golden State? What do you think is going? How do you think? Because it sounds like Golden State thinks that there's a chance that they can fix him. I don't know. I, I don't mean, see that. Well, I do think maybe it helps that he can be the fourth option. But here's the thing: you're not paying him like a fourth option, right? You know, if they're content with that, saying okay, he can just stand in the corner, maybe play some defense, and he doesn't have to be the, the focal point, you know, more power to him, but you're paying him to be a focal point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that chews into your into your salary cap to have a guy just be a role player that's making that kind of money. So, um, you know, when Staff and Clay come back, 
I'm guessing he'll benefit from playing from those guys. Like, I love the those Steve guys. Kerr uh, Steve Kerr quote after they played the Lakers on Saturday that we could put him on LeBron. It's great to have a guy that we could put on LeBron. He said that. Yeah, wow. it's like you, Oogie. Wiggy. <laughs> and by the way, Wiggy is going to have. I predicted this a great first two weeks there because he's Probably, going to. Yeah, you know. Well, it, you see it a lot when guys just, of course, feel rejuvenated, but they he'll settle back into what. But he Wiggy is. always goes through these periods where sure. if he feels. Well, he looked good here at times. The next, thought. the next time he plays the Timberwolves, he's going to have. 45 points yeah i mean it's not like he never played well here no i mean we saw stretches he, of it like he would pick and choose he he picked and choose the games in which he played well like a fan would pick a 10 game season ticket plan sure yeah. this one that one I'm gonna take that, I'm, <laughs> i want the lakers i want Kawhi and the clippers yeah i'm gonna play well in those yeah. games wiggy my my big prediction down the road chipper is that at some point in time because I think Wiggy now is on track to play for like five or six teams. That's so nearly. How starts. long did that was going to be my point? How long does they keep him before they reach the point where like you know but, we're going to move him? But my prediction is at some point in time he's going to because this team is probably going to drop off at some point during his playing career. He's going to end up back in Toronto because mm-hmm. he's from and first game with Toronto he's going to score fifty points. Yeah. Because there, there'll always be a team that'll look at his athleticism. It'll be a big headline. He's home. He's home. Yeah. The Maple George. We've unlocked him. Yeah, it goes for 50. <laughs> and the next game, he'll score four. <laughs> then you won't hear from him again oh, for two weeks. Not. Yeah. No. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I I, I I, applaud Gerson for being able to pull that off. I do, too. Because I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Because not... we were at the game against the Hawks, and people were, remember, I think the Athletic came out that night during the game and said, basically, it's done. I mean, they're the deal's dead. There's no way, you know, the – Warriors are going to go for this, and I, you know, I give him credit for circling back and making another attempt at it because, boy, well, and w- when I read the stories from the Bay Area, it sounds like the Warriors very much believed what the Wolves believed, which was D'Angelo was not going to work, and they weren't very enamored with him there. Yeah. So I think in their mind, they were exchanging two problem children for each other. But the issue with Andrew is he's not a problem child. No, no, he's a very good guy. He just doesn't really care about basketball yeah, that much. Well, so it's a weird, you know, it'd be it'd be different if he was this unlocked, um, charismatic type of player. Yeah. But he's not. No. No, I mean, you just, he's one of the you, most maddening people I've covered as far as talent goes. Because when you look at his talent, you're like, let's go. Well, I mean, Chipper, uh, engage. Who are the most professional athletes in the guys that you've covered? Because it's a small list where I can come up with guys that I thought, oh, if you cared about your sport. Bryant McKinney. Bryant McKinney, who, by the way, was still outstanding because he was so talented. Yeah. But, you know, um, I would put the guy that I would put in that category as well, Bernard Berrien. Yes. Bernard Berrien had the talent. He just ultimately, I think, and and by the way, football's a weird one because I sort of don't blame guys for not liking football. Yeah. But if you choose to play it, uh, Wiggins. Wiggins I'd put at the top there have of been this. Some because hockey I, players. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there have been some hockey players who – who if they you know had a little, but it doesn't make them bad people. Like it's not, yeah, like it's not like they're. It's not like Andrew ever did anything that made you think. Well, no, he just turned a, it on and off. Too, yeah. too much. Yeah, I I think he will be a guy that bounces around his career because I think I think he plays for five or six teams. Because I just think teams will think they can unlock it and just realize they he definitely can't. plays for the Raptors. <laughs> I'm trying to think of where else he's going to play. He might have a he might have a cup of coffee like in Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> I could easily see him being on the magic. I'm serious. He'd be a perfect, you know, starting for your magic tonight. Number 22 out of Kansas. But he'll 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 stick around for a long time just because it was athletes. Memphis. Yeah. You know, he'd be a Memphis Grizzly. 
Although that Memphis team, because I have to watch them every night because my kid. <laughs> I, I love how you lose. I love how you lose control of your TV so your kid can watch. Ja Morant. But, yeah. but before that, it was like you had to watch Hawks games. I think we're on to our third Ja Morant uh, Did, jersey. Didn't you have to at one point watch Hawks no, games? No, uh, no, we Wizards games. Wizards because Bradley. <laughs> it's like Wizards games. No, it's it's the uh, it's Memphis. I mean, it's he's all in on Ja. It's like we had a tournament this weekend, and we just had this big win Sunday night, and or Saturday night. My kid gets in the car, and first thing he looks at, see how Jaw did. He's like, "Oh, he had a triple double." Oh, yeah, it's good. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but that Memphis team—they're—they're they're building something. That, that team's going to be pretty okay. good. I'm saying I'm Wiggy you. down the road. No, no. Orlando, yes. Orlando, okay. <laughs> yes, I'll give you Orlando. Okay. I just I love the fact that you lose control of your like television to watch the Memphis Grizzlies and you previously it's the lost, power of the NBA and marketing stars and man you previously lost control to watch a team like the like Bradley Beal and like the bleep in Washington Wizards because yeah. of the mom, backcourt sorry mom and dad you can't watch TV tonight because the Wizards back- are on uh, Marwin Gonzalez gets to spring training yeah and immediately apologizes and by the way becomes the first position player from the 2017. Astros because Dallas Keuchel at White Sox Fan Fest apologized, uh, but he's twice removed from the Astros yeah. now, and he's a pitcher. Okay, yeah. So his apology—it's like, dude, you don't have to apologize. You're a pitcher. Yeah. Uh, but on one hand, I'd like to say it's brilliant on either the Twins or Gonzalez's part to just to get there and apologize because yeah. the Astros have not done that yet, and they should have before spring training started. I, I believe. So, so we're recording this on um, Wednesday. And I believe the Astros are going to, I think I heard it's going to be Thursday that they're going to address this. And yeah. Basically. Um, so when it comes to Marwin Gonzalez, do you think that, and by the way, he made it pretty clear he was involved. Oh, yeah. So that this is not a, yeah. well, I wonder what Marwin did. I hope no one comes out and says, none of the Astros should say it wasn't me. Yeah. Don't do that. Well, it sounds like the, the piece that appeared today, which is, again, Wednesday in The Athletic, Sounds like they're saying, yeah, but really Carlos Beltran and Alex Cora. This is not one to pass the buck. They arranged this. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is now dead as far as for him? Yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, I, you know, I would probably give a lot of credit. And maybe this was his uh, intent all along. But I'd, I'd also probably credit Dustin Morse, yep. their PR director, for saying because we, we were saying up this like Marwin's going to have to address his first day of camp. I mean, yeah. you, you can't just pretend you're not involved in it. You know, because didn't he have his best season of his career in 2017? Yeah, and he had um, the key home run in the World Series, although I don't know if that was in Dodger Stadium or... But he was involved. But he was involved, And and so, get out and say, you know, whether you... I tend to think these guys are sorry because they got caught. Oh, I agree. Because if you were truly remorseful... Well, and I'm not sure how sorry... Like, that's the problem is the Astros had had the chance at their fan fest thing to take this head on and they didn't the, the interesting thing to me is i don't even know how sorry they truly are yeah and it might not be maybe they're just going through the motions or going through what they think they need to say what people want to hear but hey what do we love as society a good apology right do you know what Mar- exactly and do you know what marwin reminded me of a lot in the way that he just basically because he looked really upset like it, it was good yeah it was academy <laughs> award good it reminded me. Do you do you recall during the steroid thing? Andy Pettit was sure. really quick to be like, and he was one of the only ones, right? And he and he was a he was an early adapter to 
I was rehabbing. I did this. I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But he looked. But he also looked the part. There, and, there was like no defiance to how he looked. And how did people Marley treat him? Andy Pitt absolved him. Yes, they basically said, you know, that's what we wanted to see. Exactly. So and I think you are dead on. People want to society. If you're, if it seems genuine, and you're, and you're apologizing, you have to look upset, and you have to look upset. Yeah, you have you to, have to like, play the part. Yeah, sniffle a couple times. <laughs> you can cry. That's that's Hank right. Dog look. <laughs> um. I think people will say, okay. Um, so I, I would hope none of the Astros are defiant about this because you're. I don't think there's any shred of doubt that they did this. The interesting thing to me is the Twins now have a couple Dodgers on their team, former Dodgers, and I've been. I was thinking about this yesterday. If I had to put myself in their shoes, because you're not guaranteed to get back to the World Series again. That might be your one shot. Yeah. And to know that a new teammate of mine cheated to beat you out of your one shot of winning the World Series. Yep. I don't know how to handle. I don't. I'm not sure I would accept the apology right right up front. I think it depends on you as a person. Yeah, and, and I would have a hard time. I got to be honest with you. I I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not sure. I'd be like, all right, good. Thanks. I appreciate. It. No worries. I I think I would. I would be bitter. Yeah. Knowing how hard it is to get to the World Series, could, and you're right there, and the team. You know, I, a team cheated you. I could see that. Um, I would have a hard time with. That. I would. Maybe that makes me a bad person. No, <laughs> no, no. I think it's no. I think it's very fair. Here's where, and I, I talked about this with uh, Derek Wetmore in a Twins podcast that we recorded on Tuesday. Um, here's where I will say that we don't know. It's pretty clear, in retrospect, now that this was that one. The Astros probably had the most elaborate cheating system. Sure, but my guess is they weren't alone. Two is it's pretty clear that teams knew when they went into the Astros ballpark mm-hmm. that they were cheating. Um, it's like in our business, all the stuff that we know and we don't really talk about publicly. Yeah. And because at times you don't want to out things at sure. times you yeah. just don't think to yourself it's that big of a deal. So the one thing is, you know, we are and we should be taken aback by the fact that this team that won the World Series had this elaborate cheating system. But now we've seen reports that teams basically would alter their uh, signs yeah. if they cared. In yeah. the Astros ballpark. Well, Washington did it. Right. So I guess my long-winded point is we're taken aback. If Many you're rich, aren't, yeah. if, if you're Rich Hill, are you like, oh, my God, Mike Fire said this and I didn't know? Or are you like, oh, yeah, now it's out? Yeah. That's, it's probably, it could be question. that. Yeah. That's because my question. If you remember in Verducci's uh, story about a month ago or whenever it came out that um, – there were, I think it said there are eight teams. The Astros officials told MLB investigators that there were eight teams that that steal signs. Yeah, and so yeah, exactly. So who knows if there? But you there could, was a, if you could say times two, there might be six. Who knows how many there really are? Yep. So maybe you're right. Maybe the players say, you know what, everybody's doing this. They just happen to get caught, and but I'm not sure it makes it. If I'm a pitcher and these guys know what I'm I'm throwing. I, oh, I, I, would, I would be angry. Well, who's who's the pitcher came out and is, is suing is suing him now? The yeah, yeah I, I, the I know, Toronto Blue Jays. That might be suing. more just symbolic, more than thinking you're really going to get money. But um, well, but I think that I think that we're going to find out if teams were truthful. A lot of teams knew about this, probably, and because I, I believe it was. And to me, one of the best stories that's come out so far, and by best I mean enlightening about this was the Wall Street Journal story. Yeah. I think it was last Friday, which I think said that there were a bunch of teams that would go into the Astros Stadium yes. and alter their signs, but there were teams like 
there were two teams. Who was it? Toronto and somebody. They're, they're like, whatever. Yeah, who cares? They're yeah. stealing our signs. Well, we, we stink. We're going golfing. Well, well, the thing is, is like the other team had to hear him banging that trash can. Yes, and I'm sure they weren't like, oh, that's unusual. I mean, and I'm sure are, they knew and, exactly. Something. And are you telling me that there weren't former Astros who who every former Astro, I guarantee you, told their teammates and, and it's the, just their new teammates. Look. You and know, probably say, hey, we did this. Maybe we should try it here. And, Chip, you know as well as I do, professional sports, the sports culture, college sports too, is a huge fraternity thing. There's a code. Well, and I guarantee you that's why, and I'm not saying this is fair, but I guarantee you that's Mike Fires is going to be a pariah for coming out and talking about this. There is a definite code of you might be cheating, and we know, and we're going to adjust to that, and we yeah. might even punish you for it, but we're never talking about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen that. We it's amazing the thing. These are these are athletes. I, I mean, I can't. I think until you're around them, you don't understand how they're, they're uh, wired. But you know, I always go back to, and this is not a cheating thing, but when we covered the Wild Run in 2003, the Minnesota Wild, who had in my mind no chance to win the cup, yeah. wouldn't mention the name Stanley Cup. Yeah, because they're, they're like we're in the tournament now. Yeah, like think about that wiring. I know. Like, think about how they hold things dear. At, uh, Secrets that might incriminate others that they don't talk about. And how many of these guys work out together in the offseason, right? Yeah, exactly. Or have the same agent. Or they're all in, you know, you know, specific gyms where they work out. You know, different teammates. Not just teammates on the same team, but just across different teams. And you can't tell me that guys haven't talked about, hey, we have this thing going on here. We, have this, we do this here to try to. Yeah. So and to your point about the trash can, yeah, these guys aren't stupid. Are you telling me that they they heard like, clank hey, clank clank? Yeah. Wonder what that is for the fourteenth time. Yeah, it's weird. Every time I throw a fastball, they bang on the drum twice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't under, I don't understand. It's, 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 Hold on, I'll try it again. What a coincidence! <laughs> Hold on, here's another fastball. Let's see what happens this time. Um, yeah, and uh, I think Washington posted a big story a while back that. Um, that the Nationals had some convoluted news system of, of uh, putting down science because yeah. to counteract, they knew they were getting decoded or whatever their signs. So um, I saw a thing I, to that point. I saw something that, that said that the Nationals actually throughout the course of the 2019 season never changed their signs until then. Yeah. And then they changed everything. Yeah. So this knew, is. Yeah. So but back to the point of. Like, does Marwin Gonzalez now have to get up and apologize? I think and, he has to. Well, yeah. I think you could still apologize to your teammates, but are they going to be like, oh, you, you guys really did that? Or are they, they going to be like, okay, cool? Yeah. It, it'd be interesting. It'll be, but I, I, yeah, he absolutely has to, specifically to those two, to Maid and, and Hill, right? Yeah. And um, I do think that you're right. I do think that Rich Hill is wired pretty tight. Yeah. And so he. Especially because they're pitchers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, and, well, that's why Dallas. Why did Dallas Keiko apologize? Yeah, well... I'm I, really I, sorry we did this. I was pitching. Yeah, but... Oh, and I, by the way, I got a bunt single he does one that, time. His apology probably has to be less less remorseful, but, you know, if you're a pitcher, you could also say, hey, guys, you know, I've been on the other side, uh, on the other hill, and if somebody's still my things, it's not cool, but... Have you ever seen... They a, did it all the way to a World Series title, yeah, so... And that's the thing I don't is, know how remorseful they are. I don't think they care. What do you think? I don't think... So are we, are we content with... Major League Baseball just going to let the players off scot-free? No. and here, I mean, there okay. has to be some punishment, Judd. They have to be fined or totally something. I mean, what? They're just, they just want a World Series title. Here, Okay. Can I say, 
I understand being commissioner of any sport is tough, okay? So I'm not saying it's easy. Rob Manfred is a disaster. This guy's going down a bad. Well, this new playoff thing is like, what? In but the... that's what I was going to that's what I was going to say. Have you ever seen no. a more transparently we're going to rope a dope you? Rob Manfred's a politician, okay? So he's like, what can leak out that would take the He really thinks first of all that this major cheating scandal can be overshadowed by uh, by yeah. the fact that they leaked to everybody. They were standing on the street corner. They approached me, I think, and said, <laughs> "We got this platform. Don't say where it came from." Um, have you? But seriously, yeah. it 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 is the president who is, and I'm not saying which president. <laughs> it's any president though who's being investigated for a scandal, being like, "I wonder if I bomb this small country. Is mm-hmm. that all? Yeah, that, that's all this was." It's, I'm not saying that they're not looking at it, but it's the most obvious. They're about to go to spring training, and by the way, as far as I'm concerned, they knew now, what the narrative of spring training. The off be. season has been a disaster. Now it's yeah. great the guy signed again. That's yeah. fun, but this is a disaster. It they, it was a horrible attempt to try to change the narrative of yes. what spring training is going to be. Horrible, and 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 I the most feel, obvious attempt that, and I'm almost and I I almost feel um uh, disgusted in our brethren for being like, oh, let's write about the play. No, yeah. yeah. No, it's a ugh. yeah. This guy um, ain't the answer. <laughs> no. Well, I I think I know why he's in office now. I think he's going to try, and he's not going to be able to break him. I think he's in office for the lockout because he's a he's a he's hardliner hardliner. Yeah. Yes, I think. But I I think what you're looking at is a long work stoppage because baseball's rules on and off the field need to change. Yeah. And I think that they're afraid of that. And I think Manfred's going to I think one I think one of the reasons why the purse strings got freed up again this winter is so when the players are like, what's going on here? They'll be like, oh look at yeah, all the guys they, who signed. Yeah. I think we're in for a long work stoppage. Could when, be. When the CBA is up. Could be. I and mean, that's what two well, the, uh, let me look it up. I always forget what is, here's the thing that I think he really this commissioner is really gonna have to get it, his arms around and I don't know that he's capable of is, is technology, Judd. Yeah, because I think baseball is the one sport where the technology 2021 expires after in 2020. So two years. Yeah. The CBA. So sorry. Um, it's the one sport where you can really use technology to cheat. Now, football, you can, yeah. you know, but I think baseball more than any others. But it's not going away. So I mean, you're not just going to get rid of technology because you have to. But it's it's ripe for cheating. Yes. Well, and. Back to what you were saying about how many teams are doing this. It ain't just the Astros. No, it's it's more, it may be not to the degree and depths that they did, but, but everybody's. But different ways. But, Judd, you go into Clubhouse, look at that room. It has all the monitors and. Well, and I, I told Royce, and he agrees, I would shut those rooms down. What I would do is provide. And I would have like a Major League Baseball independent would, person. No, there. I would provide in the dugout, just like football has those, um, look at how old I am. The, the iPad, iPad deal where, where they can look at replays. Just the manager. Just the manager. And I would say, you can look at this, and then you got a challenge. Because one, personally, I want it sped up. There is also no reason to have multi-camera angle. You don't need that much. Yeah. You don't yeah. need a room. I'd shut sure. those rooms down. I'd yeah. say those rooms are done. But how much of those rooms are helpful for other parts of the game, not just replay, though? Is it That I don't know, but I don't care. You you don't need it. These new wave analytics guys will, I tell will fire tooth and nail because I tell every team bad. is you know. And here's what disgusts me about baseball too, is they supposedly unless they're just inept beyond belief and they might be, but Chipper they supposedly did this thorough Astro study right, 
just release the report then. Yeah. Like, wow. the, like but no, I know, but everybody's <laughs> report, but there's good reporters. Yeah. Wall Street Journal. The well, the Wall Street Journal guy came up with it was basically the an intern for I know, the for the But my point GM. is baseball would be better off to release the full report and just say this is what we found. And even okay, they you're right, they look stupid for not punishing players. Yeah. But it's worse when we're getting all of this information from really good reporters. Yeah. And, and, and baseball one thousand percent looks as if they're hiding something. Well that's because they want to go away. I they look awful. This is offseason's a disaster. I think I think baseball knows and is afraid of what like they know this is the just the tip of the I know, but iceberg, Chip, right? There's no way around it. These people yeah. who are the are gonna find more and more and more. more. Yeah. And it looks worse because it looks like baseball is hiding it, which they are. It's just fascinating reading that, that Wall Street Journal one where this intern comes up with some uh, algorithm where you can decode signs, well, and it's like, and oh don't my you, gosh, and what, don't, and what don't, have we become? Don't you love that the original headline was banging on a trash can? Do you know how much farther beyond yeah. banging, on a, <laughs> banging on a trash can is something Judd and Chip would do? <laughs> That's right. We don't. We don't. I can't spell algorithm. Exactly. But come up with one. <laughs> we, we have these Harvard-educated guys. And yeah. the headline: that poor intern who's now an astronaut. Well, that seems boy. simple. There's, but no. But he he must have been banging on a oh. trash can. Do you know my life's work? And you said it's banging on a bleeping trash can. That's right. I came up with this convoluted. I'm- Algorithms, and you want to give this credit? Is, this to is a mascot for banging on a trash can. This is Matt Damon filling out the yes. thing at Harvard. Yes, <laughs> yes. This is not banging. This is, yes, this is Matt Damon, the maintenance guy, hunting, <laughs> filling that out. And and the headline was yeah, <laughs> they're banging on not that. three times on the trash can if you want a fastball. <laughs> the greatest thing of all. Time. I know. <laughs> I love. I love it, but. But so are we going to punish players? No, I guess not. But back to we're going to make them say they're sorry. But back to what you're saying too. The Wall Street Journal story clearly said that two of the leading leading people in the algorithm and all that are still employed by the Astros. Mm -hmm. So it goes beyond players. Mm -hmm. They basically went for the. They went for the. Let's sacrifice. Yes. And let's be honest. But Rob Manfred thinks it's going to work. Here's the thing, Judd, and you know how upset were Astro players. That AJ Hinch lost his job. No, maybe for a day. Well, I'm, I, do you honestly think they care? And let's say three guys really liked him. Yeah, but most of them, no, they don't give up. They don't care. They move on. I mean, it's yeah. And now they got Dusty Baker, who's going to pitch Justin Verlander way too much, and his yeah. arm's going to fall off. No, they'll, they'll fall in love with Dusty. But they won a World Series, so yes, they don't care. Yeah, you really think they're sorry that they won a World Series, no matter how they won it? Of no. course not. No. And it, a, because it, I guarantee in their mind, they know other teams are doing it. Yeah. So let, yeah, exactly. They just right. haven't got caught. Well, you're so, I, I love your point about technology and where things are going. And it's a fact, problem, Judd. It's a huge problem because here's here's the other thing. And, and again, saying that they were banging a trash can is selling it so short. Yes. You're dealing with these highly educated people who are redoing how the game itself who aren't baseball people. They're computer people. Exactly. And then, and you know what? I think they are baseball fans, but they're geniuses, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're like. But I say baseball people in the sense of the scout who, who right. you know, is sitting out there at the stopwatch. They're not that. But, and we really think that they aren't going to be doing things that people like you, me, and I think to a large degree, I don't care how smart he is, Rob Manfred, understand. Mm-hmm. Of course they're doing things we don't understand. Well, and remember. What has been the narrative before all this about Nobody the Astros? They were the cutting edge. Anymore. 
the Astros were the cutting edge organizations that's doing all these things that no one knows about. This was before the cheating thing came out that people were trying to figure out they're hiring all these people, these, you know, analysts and different things. And people are like, ah, what are the Astros doing? Well, they're cheating. <laughs> that's what they're doing. But in their mind, they're not. That's the other thing, too. I think in their mind, they're like, because they're gaining what, an edge. Exactly. No, you're right, though. What, <laughs> they're being the smart. Whole, what's the whole now baseball culture about? Gaining, gaining an gaining edge. edge with technology and, and, and outsmarting analytics. somebody who's also really smart. Yeah. Well, so we, but we thought it was like, shifting. We thought it was shifts. I know. We didn't know it was still in signs. I know we did. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and you know, all the different things they do and launch angles and changing swings. We didn't know it was still in signs. Right. That That's a different thing. And somebody, and I mean, let's go down this path. And I don't know. I don't know how much of this you consider cheating and how much you consider not cheating, but somebody mandated and Manfred lied about it that the baseball be changed for last year. Well, sure, yeah. So is that cheating? But somebody, but somebody smarter but that's uniform. Somebody smarter that's than uniform Manfred. for everybody, right? But nobody was alerted to this. Nobody, yeah. like we didn't. We as fans, what I'm saying is, all of this stuff is being done behind the scenes, and they don't see any of it as being unethical. Mm-hmm. And Manfred lied about it, which I think a lot of people would would be like, that's unethical. Yeah, and he doesn't care. No, and then to your oh, no, point, he, for, uh, baseball. They were just trying to drive interest. Hey, yeah. people will love home runs. We'll have we'll score a lot of runs. People, you know. But I guess what I'm saying is, where do the alterations and behind the scenes yeah. in in dark rooms changes? Where do they cross the line? And let's be honest. Let's say twelve teams are stealing signs or something like that. Are you offended because twelve teams are stealing signs, or are you offended because the rest of the teams aren't smart enough to figure out how to steal signs? Or if Finnick is someone who won a World Series title because of it. That's why. Yeah. Like, if, if it, it's not an isolate, it's not one team. So, let's say it's 15 teams, 14 of them have won a World Series title because of it. Right. They were trying. They were trying. And they wouldn't apologize. Yeah. And so, do you think this cuts that out? Stops it? No. No, I think it's t- going to take a lot more than that. No, I think teams are go- no. These people are these people. Well, thank you. Who, who was it? The, the 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 Yankees and the Red Sox with the watches, the Apple watches. So what's the what's Red the Sox. next thing? Because I I don't know that this stops people unless you unless you do what you said, like close that door or well, that's that just and that's just a step. Here's what they're going to do now. They're going to be more careful. Yeah, because they let's be they're honest. going to cheat. The the question the banging is, on the drum. We we laugh about it, but it's like, man, that was not inconspicuous, <laughs> right? All. But again. The intern who devised this plan, who's that probably, was conspicuous, who probably got A pluses his entire life. He probably read the original stories like, really, that's what you're going to go with? <laughs> like I had this elaborate system. I had cameras. He's insulted. I had I had buzzers. And, and by the way, the other thing, the Astros use buzzers. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that A.J. Hinch. You didn't think his Duchy, wife wanted him not take his shirt off? Uh, yeah. My wife would not. Yeah. For Altuve, who, if you go back and watch that, bolted to the clubhouse. Yeah. But. When a, when Verducci on the MLB Network thing last Friday asked AJ Hinch about that, and he never said he said baseball oh, yeah, did a it. thorough investigation. He didn't say, "Oh no, we didn't do that." Yeah, they used buzzers. Yeah, they had an elaborate. What we're gonna find out if we ever got the full report is banging on the trash can. Is is like here's a morsel. The next one here it is. We're gonna see every player come up with ear flaps on their helmets, and there's gonna be a microphone in the in the ear flap fastball yeah breakable it'll be like uh, it'll be like a quarterback because they can't wear the earpiece 
It'll be like a quarterback. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you'll have the designated the, thing. Get the green dot. It is. It'll be something. It'll be something because there's always. But it's not done. No, the, this is the cheating's not done. There's no way it's done. Um, <laughs> how surprised were you, Chip Scoggins? That and this is not a bad thing, but still surprising. Since we've covered the Vikings together at the Strip, we've always known that coaching staff-wise, the Wilfs will spend and spend and spend. Yeah. But when 69-year-old Dom Capers becomes your defensive assistant, basically, to Zim, who is obviously his whole yeah. life's built around being a defensive guru, I said to myself, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um, no, because Zim likes old guys. We know he, he likes old he loves old guys. Loves so let's... I will say this about the Wills. You'll never say they are not all in and they don't give resources about that ownership. Because oh. what are we guessing Kubiak is making? $2 million? My guess is at least $2 million, yeah. I mean. Well, and now we probably got more to, st- to be OC. Well, to, get to, to just say coming last year, a million bucks you probably had to pay him to come be. At least. And then and to make him be the, the, the full-time OC, add another million to it. I, would be, I don't know what you're paying be, Dom Capers because he was retired, right? And right, and he's not technically a coach; he's an observer, but he's not coming for free. He's not probably coming cheap. Well, and to the Wilfs thing, you've got co-defense coordinators right now. Andre Patterson, I'm sure you because both of both he's Adam your best, Zimmer and Andre yeah. Patterson got a pay bump. Yeah, and Andre Patterson's your best position coach who's been there forever. I mean, look at the guys he's developed. I mean, yep. he's not cheap. Yep. So yeah, it's interesting that. I, I don't know what to make of this. I mean, the Kubiak thing I I, I I thought was predictable is, you know, if he would take it. Right. If it wasn't going to be him, I thought it would be Rick Dennison. Right. I, I think Clint Kubiak, Zimmer probably thought was too young. I bet I bet plan B was Rick Dennison. It might have been, yeah. Yeah, I thought he would give it to Clint Kubiak and have Gary basically hold Clint's hand. and But, yeah, he probably just said, well, he probably said, Let's go for Gary, I, I want you to take it. Yeah. But yeah, the Wilfs have never have never shied away from spending on this team, and the one place where you can spend and there's no salary cap yeah. is coaching staff, and there's no unlike college, you don't have a set number. And no, so it'll be interesting to see <laughs> when he said he wanted fresh ideas from Tom Capers. It's like I don't know. Mackey threw out this one. Are they going to run elements? I because I don't think they would change it. I'm sure they wouldn't of the uh, three four though. Well, that's like—is this the way to find out how to get Anthony Barr? That, actually... that was my—that was my initial reaction. Is how do you get Anthony Barr more involved? Well, if he is a—if—if if you—if you schematically shift to some of the three-four mentality, he's that, your natural. He's—he's yeah. he's your Jason Taylor. Yeah, he's your natural. Which we, by the way, I've been saying for five years. So. Exactly. Yeah, I'd like I, to tell myself to shut up. <laughs> give you some money. You can be—you can be yeah, the consultant. I could have yeah. gone and talked to Mike. Uh, yeah, I would take it five hundred grand. Yeah, I'm. That was my initial reaction. Is he wants to. He wants. He's intrigued by some three, four principles using bar. Yep. And you know, I'm sure there were things where he saw in film where he liked what Dom Capers did against his team, and he's like, ah, you know, I'll store that in the back of my mind. And this year, this off season, that's why I said this off season feels like a major page turner in terms of personnel and 
just basically trying anything. Well, I mean, he hasn't made changes on his defensive coaching staff until now. Jerry Gray now in Green yeah. Bay. He's gone, a longtime defensive backs coach, new mm-hmm. defensive backs coach. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that this is, and I don't know it's going to work, but this does strike me as the go for broke year. Mm-hmm. And that I think that Zimmer and Spielman are going to get another one-year extension. Which, which means nothing. Which means nothing, to go back to what we've been saying forever. And they're going to be told, come back here and win with Kirk. Yeah. And I mean, it's and interesting. Kirk, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there. It's interesting that uh, Zimmer said yesterday, I guess, that he'll uh, consider giving up play calling duties. But he he said that in the past. I, I don't see that happening. No, I, that's a, because the thing is, is like a hollow statement. He he wants those guys, his co defense coordinator, still coach their position, which I would too. I mean, Andre Patterson's I think their best position coach. So why would you want him he's, not coaching defense line? And so I he's been the DC since he got the job here, and he's going to be the DC. Correct. He's going to be calling plays. And but and by the way, the one thing where it doesn't that doesn't really bug me that much is I don't think he has much to do with the offense. I don't either on game day. No, and so. I think he's gonna, and he likes it that way. Shermer. Go run the offense. Yep. And now I think he's going to say, Kubiak, go run the offense. Just run a lot. Yeah. yeah just, run, just run the ball a lot, which Kubiak will do anyways. And so um, it's, I, you know, it's interesting, but I don't know. Maybe you have a couple new wrinkles in there that Dom Capers gave him to help unlock uh, Barr as a pass rusher. And if you get five more sacks out of Barr, six more well, sacks out, then maybe it's, it was worth bringing him in. It's probably a nod to the fact that Everson Griffin's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And So I, I guess my question is, could you come up with a package or a couple packages that would feature Barr and Hunter both as your rushers? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and that, make that it look like be, it, that could be dynamic. Yeah, make it look like some 3-4. Yeah. I mean, so I, I don't think it hurts anything because I don't, I don't know. Like you said, he's not coaching position. He's not calling plays. It's right. more an ideas guy. So, hey, if the Wilfs are willing to spend money for an ideas guy. So he's got to be making at least, well, a consult. A couple hundred thousand? I was going to say five. Ah, boy. Yeah, consultant. Maybe. I, I don't know. Consultant? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't guess that much. Now, is he going to be in the building all the time? I would bet. I mean, if he's retired and he's like, I would bet. He may just like being around talking ball, as the coaches say. Oh, Z- Z- hey, let's talk that. some. Yeah. If Zim could go talk ball with Coob's. Dom at the ranch and Patterson. I was th- thinking like at the local Egan bowling alley, <laughs> like with just black coffee and a couple beers and a notepad do... and a notepad and just scribble. He, yeah. I bet he would piece out of that office that he's got yep. in a heartbeat mm-hmm. and a notepad and maybe some film, some you know old school projector. Who was it that we always said that like Zimmer would be happy coaching at your team? Like if games were Tuesday at noon yeah. and there were no fans. Well, who who was it who told me? I don't think it, it was you at the time. Somebody told me that when Jacques Lemaire coached the Wild. Yeah, Jacques. Yeah, that he would have been really happy if they had dropped Jacques. the puck at two a.m. Yeah, Jacques. With, with no, no fans. fans. Yeah, with no fans. There, no babies to kiss. Yeah, no state of hockey song play. Yeah, just my team against your team. Just time to trap. <laughs> it's time to trap. Yeah. It's time to trap. Like. No fans, no, yeah, <laughs> just me against your team. I think Zimbo would be the same way. Yeah, I, I think if you could start games at U.S. Bank Stadium at 3 a.m. <laughs> with no fans there, no skull Wednesday night. On a Wednesday night, <laughs> and just, just, yeah, hisms against yoursms. My scheme against your scheme. And yep. let's see if it works. Yeah. Oh, and by, by the way, I don't play offense <laughs> if I'm Zim. That's right. It's just you trying to score. I'll try and score on defense. Right. I'll win. 
All right. All right, brother. Uh, the Conduits of Trouble, uh, we will uh, be back soon for another podcast and I'm sure talk about the state of baseball and how great things are. Bye. This holiday, whether you're making a Fred Meyer Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Fred Meyer has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.